Hello, my friends. My name is Starla West, and I am your host for Help Me Think, where it is my mission to empower you with mental models and practical strategies for thinking critically, making sound decisions, and getting the results you want. In today's episode, we're diving into a critical aspect of effective leadership and problem solving, getting to the root cause of the problem before rushing in with a solution. And we began this discussion by exploring an email I sent to a prospective client, demonstrating how to uncover the underlying issues hindering collaboration among his leadership team. But before we dive in, let's take a moment to learn more about our title sponsor, Business Furniture. Help Me Think is sponsored by Business Furniture, a 100-year-old organization focusing on innovation since 1922. That's right. You heard me correctly. Business Furniture just celebrated its 100th anniversary of creating spaces where people can work better, learn better, and feel better. They truly are the experts when it comes to creating spaces where employees can show up and do their best thinking and best work. As you all know, hybrid work has gone mainstream, and it's one of the biggest economic and cultural changes facing leaders today. Most organizations that choose hybrid work are trying to offer a balance between the flexibility that people want and the need to bring employees together to foster collaboration and innovation. And these guys know how to do it. So let Business Furniture help build a sense of community for your company. Check them out at businessfurniture.net. And now, back to our episode. A few weeks back, I had a chat with a potential client who was dealing with a classic leadership challenge. His top-tier executives just weren't clicking, and their collaboration was not at the level it needed to be. They weren't on the same page, they weren't speaking the same language, and they most certainly weren't marching in the same direction. Instead, they were working in silos. And when you have silos, people end up relying on one person for all the answers. And that's precisely what was happening to this CEO. His team was depending too much on him for the answers, which was putting a real damper on the group's collective teamwork. Now, I could have thrown solutions his way right off the bat, but that's not my style. To fix a problem, you got to know what's causing it. And there are a bunch of reasons why a leadership team might not be working in harmony. And no one-size-fits-all approach addresses all of them effectively. So I started asking questions to get to the root cause of the challenge at hand. Unfortunately, once we got deep into conversation, it became clear he wasn't entirely sure what was causing this siloed mindset within his team. Therefore, I knew my next step would have to be interviewing the 10 members of his executive leadership team. Now, interestingly, during our conversation, I learned an upcoming leadership retreat was on the horizon. Unfortunately, I had a prior engagement and I wouldn't be able to attend. However, I saw this retreat as a golden opportunity for my new client to roll up his sleeves and to observe his team in the wild. Why, you ask? Well, there's something magical about watching a team in action, especially when they think no one's paying attention. And if you know what to watch for and what to listen for, you can uncover a ton of insights that'll shine a light on why collaboration within your team is hitting a snag. 
So what I'd like to do for you is break down what I encouraged him to do, specifically a few key things I wanted him to pay close attention to during the retreat. Now, maybe, just maybe, you'll find a nugget of wisdom that could help you too. And don't forget, there's a free worksheet for this episode at StarlaWest.com forward slash podcast that you can use to follow along. To grab your free copy right now, visit StarlaWest.com forward slash podcast. You'll find a link to download the free worksheet in the show notes for this episode. So here's what I suggested. I'll break it down into three parts for you, just as I shared it with him. First is part one, the things I'd like for him to observe during the retreat. Part two are the questions, the questions I'd like for him to try to answer while observing his team in action. And then part three, using the insight gained from his observations, I wanted him to see if he could discern what the lack of collaboration stems from. So in essence, what I was asking him to do was to put on his independent researcher's hat and leverage their upcoming retreat as an observational laboratory to quickly study and assess his leadership team's in-person dynamics. So now let's break down each section, starting, of course, with part one. Here are the things that I encouraged him to observe. Now, the objective here is to observe the following elements so that you can peek beneath the surface to uncover the driving forces behind their siloed mindset and behavior. That means we're going to pay attention to a few key things. First, what's coming out of their mouths and how they're saying it. Now, specifically, what I'm talking about here are the words they choose to deliver their message and what they focus on when they choose to speak up and chime in and then also what they choose not to talk about and the conversations they seem to want to avoid. So that's what they say and how they say it. Now, I also asked him to keep an eye on their timing, specifically when they decide to speak up and when they decide to stay quiet and what's going on or being discussed during those times. Now, next, we have their tone of voice, and vocal expression. As he observes the things that I just mentioned, I encouraged him to make a note of the speed at which they speak, their tone and the pitch when their voice raises and lowers, and those little inflections that are always telling a story beyond their words. And don't forget about body language. That's a big one. Something can always be learned when you become more aware of another person's body language. I encouraged him to watch their posture, their facial expressions, and the kind of energy they give off when they're talking and when they're listening. Now, we also cannot forget the questions that they're throwing out. We need to pay close attention to those because that's a window into their mindset, thoughts, and concerns. So I wanted him to pay close attention to when they asked questions, what they asked, and how they asked their questions. How did they pose those questions when they brought them up? So that's part one, putting on his independent researcher's hat and turning the upcoming retreat into a laboratory for observation and of individual and team behavior, specifically what they say and how they say it, tone of voice and vocal expression, timing, body language, facial expressions, energy, and the questions asked. 
Now, this takes us to part two. While observing these things, here are the questions that I encouraged him to try to answer. Now that we've set the stage for observation, it's time to ask some critical questions. While keeping an eye on all those elements that I just shared with you, I encouraged my client to ask some thought-provoking questions to try to peel back the layers and begin identifying what's really going on. So first, we have impact. The question he should be seeking to answer and better understand is, what impact are the various discussions and topics having on each team member? Which then takes us to focus. When we're engaged in those conversations, what is on their minds? What do they seem to be focusing on during these conversations and as we're getting into these various topics? What seems to be a priority and what seems to dominate their thoughts? Then we need to delve into their reactions. Specifically, how are they responding and what seems to be driving those responses? Based on what he is seeing, hearing, and sensing, the question he wants to ask is what seems to matter to each of his ELT members? What are their immediate priorities? And when they react to and engage in the team's various discussions, what do they seem to care about? And what do they appear to be trying to achieve? Now, the other thing you can do is flip that question. What does seem to matter to them? And again, when they speak and respond non-verbally, does there seem to be kind of any underlying fears at play? Does it appear there are things that they're trying to avoid or protect against? And of course, another important thing that he should factor in is their deep-seated beliefs about themselves, the organization, and their colleagues. The insight he is looking for is how their personal values and their belief systems might be influencing their perceptions and reactions to their colleagues and their conversation topics. So that's part two, questions he can begin to ask to uncover insights that'll shine a light on why the team's collaboration is hitting a snag. And that takes us to part three. Now that we've got our observation tools and questions in place, it's time to roll up our sleeves and get to the heart of the matter. Without understanding the root causes, we're just dancing around the issues, and we are at risk of putting in place solutions that aren't going to get us the outcomes we want. So, using all the insights gained from those observations and the answers to those thoughtful questions that I suggested, it's time to sleuth out what's causing the lack of collaboration. Here's where we put on our detective hat and we start connecting the dots. Let's break it down. We've got a few key areas to focus on. Now, as he's making the observations and he's pondering what the answers to all those questions might be, what he wants to start to discern is, is the lack of collaboration due to interpersonal issues? And are these interpersonal challenges, if they exist, prevalent within the entire team or just within one or two individuals? Is there a lack of trust, empathy, respect, or shared purpose among the team? And could that be working against their desire to work collaboratively? Or could competing priorities and personal fears be adding complexity to this challenge? Or is it individual issues? Are there gaps in knowledge or skills that are hindering their ability to collaborate? Is it a lack of experience or know-how? 
Or could unaddressed fears or a lack of desire and commitment be factors? In other words, are they disengaged? Are there difficult or unpleasant past experiences playing a role in how they're choosing to show up and interact or not interact with their colleagues? Are there unmet needs and concerns on an individual level or perhaps missing tools and resources that are making it difficult for them to openly communicate and collaborate? And what about expectations? Are conflicting messages from multiple sources creating confusion? Are his team members aware of his concerns? Do they know he isn't pleased with their lack of collaboration and siloed approach? If so, what conversations has he had with them individually and as a team, and how have they responded? And another question we have to ask is, how about outside influences? Are there external obstacles or challenges getting in the way of the team's collaboration? Have they brought with them siloed ways of thinking, behaving, and leading from previous roles or previous employers? And lastly, is company culture or the CEO's leadership approach driving any of this? Are there cultural or leadership dynamics contributing to the issue? What behaviors and achievements get rewarded and celebrated by the CEO or company? And which ones do not? And does that shed light on why they may not be working as collaboratively as he'd like them to? This, of course, is not an exhaustive list, but you get the point. We're trying to discern what's really behind the curtain and responsible for the lack of collective leadership and teamwork. Is it interpersonal or individual issues? Is it a lack of expectations, understanding, know-how, or desire? Are cultural dynamics at play? Is the CEO's leadership approach unknowingly eliciting the behaviors he says he doesn't want? Or are there other outside forces at play that need to be addressed? So there you have it. That's how I broke it down for him and provided a mental framework for uncovering the driving forces behind his leadership team's lack of collaboration. There are things that, if observed in detail during the retreat, could provide insight. Then, knowing the right questions to ask while making these observations is the key to begin revealing this insight in ways that uncover the true source of his team's challenges. Keep in mind, as I wrap this up, this is what I want you to keep in mind. Keep in mind that leadership isn't just about finding solutions. It's about understanding the problems that we seek to solve deeply. That's how we make real progress. All right, folks, that's a wrap for today's episode. We took a deep dive into the critical process of identifying the root causes of collaboration challenges in executive leadership. I'd love to know what you thought about today's content. Head on over to starlawest.com forward slash podcast and share your feedback with me in the comment section for this episode. And remember to download the free worksheet for this episode at starlawest.com forward slash podcast. It will help you apply this mental model in your real world work. If you found these insights valuable and you want to stay up to date with more episodes, please consider subscribing and sharing this podcast with your professional network. Your support keeps us going, and together we can empower more leaders to think critically and lead effectively. I want to give a big shout out to our fantastic sponsor, Business Furniture and Company. They make this podcast possible, and I'm super grateful for their support. 
That's a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Starla West, and I'm here to empower you with the knowledge and strategies that you need to thrive in today's dynamic and complex environment. Until next time, keep thinking, keep questioning, and keep leading.